On today's episode of the Outfielder Podcast, Ben Baseball and I discuss another week of quarantine. Baseball is on hold right now, and there's not a whole lot to talk about. Or is there? Are the Astros going to get off scot-free from this cheating scandal? Ben Baseball and I discuss. We also unveil Ben's newest MLB team that he created and lots more. We look forward to the show with you guys. We want to remind everyone that today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM. There you can browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title free, and get started listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM to get started now. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 105, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. founder numero uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, founder numero dos, Ben. That's what I would do if I was a German Shepherd. Baseball, Ben, what's going on, man? Oh, that was brilliant. Was that from the randomizer? Did you plant that? That was random. I had no idea that was coming, but I love that it's there. Oh, my God. What, what were we even talking? Why would I say that? I don't know, but I know I can always tell in the drops whenever it's from the really early days because it's got that nice, delightful buzzing in the line. And so I definitely can tell whenever it's kind of that time period of the show. And it was definitely there. So it's, it's got to be like very, very early on. I think your ears are finer tuned than mine because I remember for about the first six months of the show, you just every day, like, how do we get rid of this buzzing? And I keep it and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> it was there. I promise. I have a specific unit to get rid of it. It's that it should be like this buzzing. Yes, exactly. I was just hearing things and you, you probably really did think I was going crazy at the time. What if what if we found out that you would just set up the studio next to like a hornet's nest outside oh. <laughs> and that was all that you were doing? Or there was just like some cop wiring problem in my wall that like yeah. the only like solution is just to rip out all the wall and stuff i would have done it i told you not to get your wiring from kmart but you didn't listen it's great deals man Sit. like you gotta try to save some money we're on hard times right now yeah blue light special speaking of how is your pandemic going sir weird weird month right I'm going to say yes, absolutely weird, weird month. Um, you know, it's not something we want to joke about, but it's definitely ridiculous times that we all kind of kind of living in now. So first off, you know, you know, stay safe, wash your hands, keep away from people and all the whole nine yards. But it certainly created some unique, uh, unique situations. See, I'd like to go on record and say that I wash my hands almost compulsively because I just am weird that way. And I also stay away from people a lot. So I've I've been practicing all this for years. I, I went to Target yesterday and I, they must have at first I thought that they were going to think that I was uh, going to rob them because I had like this blue cloth just wrapped around my face like I'm a Bedouin in the desert or something. And then um, <laughs> but then I realized everyone else had masks on, too, and it was fine. Yeah, it made you feel a little bit less out of place, but it's still an unnerving thing, right? Yeah, it's like a suburban burning man. At least you didn't have to. <laughs> That's well, the more that marinates, the better it gets. <laughs> I know it. It's one of those things where it's it's really the least we can do right now and just stay inside. And it's like it's kind of funny because we were talking about this before the show. And, and obviously a big topic on our minds lately have been what the hell are we going to talk about on a baseball show or a basketball show or whatever? And so it's been a lot of getting creative type stuff, which we'll get into in a little while. But we were talking about that, and it's like it's one of those things. It's a gift and a curse in a weird way, right? Like mm -hmm. in the, the smallest way possible, it's a gift because we are at home a lot more, and we can actually have time to do this stuff. The problem is it's not happening, so, like, there's nothing really to talk about. Right. No, I mean – we're not going to pivot to where this becomes, you know, a pro-corona podcast. Yeah, no, we're not going that direction. Not by any means. But I'm just saying, because we're at home more, we have more time to do this. Right. Just not really, though. Well, I don't know if you noticed, my friend, but I did actually do a little bit of an entertainment project last weekend for the Sensibly Loud Media folks. You did. So the music video. 
might have been right. some of your finest work. I'm a, okay. So go ahead, tell us a little bit about it first. No, so last uh, last Sunday we're eating breakfast and Emma is singing that damn Flo Rida song, "Welcome to My House," just over and over at the table. And my wife cracks a joke, and uh, it was basically <laughs> that kind of applies to what we're doing now. We're all just staying in my house, and we thought it was funny and gave a little chuckle about it. So then I decided, well, hey. What if we became, you know, just tried making one of those family music videos? I have recording equipment. I'll just find a karaoke track, rewrite some words real quick, you know, channel my inner weird Al, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, see if we can edit something together. I've edited, uh, you know, one video ever in the past. So, you know, what do I have to lose? I mean, you have been wanting to practice your video editing skills regardless. Yeah, so after the commercial, which we haven't aired because there's no baseball. Yeah, that's kind uh, of a After bummer. the commercial that I've edited, this is the second video that I've edited in probably 15 years. <laughs> okay, well, it, I think it was really good to start off, like, to just, just high level. I really did think it was good. I was really impressed. Thank How you. long would you say you spent on it? Uh, we spent the, the afternoon, probably probably started working on it, like, right before lunch, but then took time, you know, to eat lunch and clean and and uh, it was done filming by six, and I had it done edited by nine. So how did you do it? Did you just play it on on the boombox, and then yeah, yeah, I got one of the, uh, the boombox blasters on my shoulder with yeah. the the D batteries in it. Well, I don't know. No, um, we. <laughs> it's funny because my editing software is not that good. No, my filming software not that good. Mm-hmm. So I just um. Most of it was dancing, and I only synced up to where I was lip singing along to the lyrics I had sang. I only did that for two or three places because that was pretty difficult to do in iMovie. Yeah, I bet so. It's not like I, I wouldn't have even noticed that you were only lip syncing a couple of times because of the way you edited it together and the way that it exactly. felt like it moved along. Yeah, and and by putting the lyrics at the bottom. I mean that that, that was helps. that was the the way around that. Yeah. Okay. So I. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. I think that there is room for improvement in your editing skills. Thank you. But I think you're on your on the right track. You're better yeah. than you were last time. That's right. And the like, and I might add, and nobody's seen it, so this isn't going to mean anything to anybody but you. But I, I mean, hats off on the commercial. The commercial looks great. People will see it eventually. Thank you. Maybe. I, I, I <laughs> if mean, baseball comes we, back. Well, I mean, if baseball just comes around next year and we just skip a year, are we just gonna? Put that in the vault, and we'll say uh, we'll say this is technically season three for us right now. We'll make that like three B. Okay, it's it'll be our third year of baseball, but our fourth year of podcasting. I don't know, man. It's it's, it's like very uh, confusing. You carry the one first outside in, inside last. Please excuse my dear aunt Sally. Yeah. All that weird math stuff. If I've learned anything on this show, it's that time is on some sort of weird continuum that we don't really understand. Yeah. Yeah. Sokotoa and time is a flat circle. Right. It just, you know, it's one of those things. So I, I'm not really sure what's in it for this year. I mean, so did you see that the players kind of came to a consensus about where everybody stands on kind of the guidelines of like, they basically wanted to come to an agreement of like, if we're going to start, this is going to be kind of the guidelines. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? I saw something about it, but I didn't dive into it. So basically, the players in the league agreed for the 2020 season it will not begin until certain criteria are met. Okay, that's fair. So there will be uh, there are no bans on mass gatherings that limit the ability to play in front of fans. That's huge. Oh wow! Yeah, then it's baseball's not coming back this year. It almost feels that way. There are no travel restrictions, obviously. And mm-hmm. medical experts determine games will not pose a risk to the health of teams or fans. Yeah, I'm going to say baseball's not coming back. There is a caveat on the very first one about the whole not in front of fans and everything, though. The caveat agreed to by the players in the league is that they will consider playing games at neutral sites instead of home ballparks and will consider the feasibility of playing in empty seat, empty seat stadiums and just how proper a solution it may be for both sides, and especially the fans. So, two things. One, I remember you shared something online the other day about how every every game should be played in Denver, and I thought that that was the best suggestion ever. So true. <laughs> but, no, the, the, actual, the, the actual part. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. No, the actual part of it, though, that that's interesting is 
baseball in front of no fans like that doesn't bother me i remember a while ago i don't know if it was there was some rioting or something but they ended up playing a a game where a city was shut down but they still played a game do you remember that it was in the last three or four years so in baltimore maybe yeah oh it was in baltimore yes yes yeah, and they played two of the or ferguson th- riots yeah I th- no i think that was more recent than that i think that was within the last two years Okay. We have a computer. We can look this up. Yes, that was crazy. And they played probably a series at least, I want to say. Yeah, so it was the 2015 White Sox-Orioles crowdless game, April 29th of 15, due to civil unrest in Baltimore following the death of Freddie Gray, uh, mm-hmm. who died in okay. police so custody. You're right. Yep. You're yeah. right. Wow. I, mean, I, w- I would have bet anything that that was not five years ago. Dude, that was. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Wow. Well, Also, um, it's funny that we have to specify which games at Camden Yards were played in front of no one. <laughs> this is a specific. Know, right? It's very, very odd. It's yeah. very odd indeed. Um, they still had a ceremonial first pitch. Yeah, which was even more strange about it. I, I remember all of that being very, very strange at the time. Anyway. Uh, the it, attendance, not applicable. Do you see... <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but it's just weird, right? It's it's um we should have known that we were approaching the bizarro world. I, I know. There were a lot of signs there. So, okay. Where are you at on this? I mean, what what's what's your head where's your head like at this point? Like Sam and I talked about this last week a little bit, but like it's not like everybody's just gonna say, Oh, okay, everything's okay now, let's all go back to normal getting in crowds. Like, I don't see that happening. No, no. Uh, that's why I think the whole season shot, which is totally fine. I mean, safety of players, fans, everyone, you know, safety first. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No baseball game is, is worth someone someone's life. Right. That being said, uh, the owners, you know, the, the thing that you shared a couple of minutes ago is really interesting that they're taking the approach that they are because, for me, it's almost like, well, you said it was the players, though, right? It wasn't they, the owners. They That was the agreement between that both sides. That was the agreement? I mean, yeah. normally I think that the owners would be like, get us baseball as quick as possible. People be damned. Give us the profits. Mm-hmm. You know, I know so my that's where I think would. it's interesting that that's the agreement. No, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. And that is something that is surprising for me, too. But I, I think you've got a lot to they have a lot of incentive to understand that like this is not this isn't about money this is about player health and safety right and that that's their product and we give mlb shit about not being able to market themselves the right way and lord knows that they could definitely do more things that would actually be absolutely great content right now and just aren't thinking to do so and i mean i kind of get why but it's just like baseball to not be thinking outside the box right now like you've got like basketball talking about doing uh like the nba doing like a horse competition stuff like that like kitschy and stupid but what the hell else is there like like for how to ride a horse yes precisely no like competing in horse the game and i i think there are a lot of things that baseball could be doing right now but regardless like I think it's a big step in understanding that this is not just about money right now. Absolutely. Which is really interesting because not to crap on baseball again, but that's kind of a dramatic left turn from the, uh, you know, the, the company that won't put up fencing to keep their people from getting nailed by foul balls. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like there's, I think that's something that we need to do while we've got some time off during this quarantine is really start talking about some of the deep seedy crap that we don't, don't necessarily see i've been really wanting to shed some light on some of that crap for a while so kind of the how the sausage gets made sort yeah. of thing it's not great but it's eye-opening that's for sure yeah. I, there have been times where I've, I've done a lot of research on this stuff already just for some other projects i'm working on that we discussed some and i'm the more i learn about it the more i hate it in a lot of ways which kind of stinks considering i'm such a baseball fan <laughs> but mm-hmm. we'll get into it i think that's a, a good thing to kind of examine but they are doing the right thing here and i'm glad they're able to see the forest through the trees overall pretty quickly right. no absolutely because it's a pivot they had to make and it, like they can't take the risk of putting guys in locker rooms together and fans together and all that i it's, I, don't, I don't see how that's feasibly possible at this point no in not, any capacity not at all in any capacity 
I mean, when grocery stores are still limiting the number of people they allow inside the building at a certain time, no way. Plus, the first league that does it, whether it's baseball, basketball, soccer, whomever, whoever it is that sort of breaks the seal on that, they're going to be watched like a hawk. And I don't think that baseball... They were groundbreaking in 1947 when Jackie Robinson, you know, broke the color barrier. They haven't been groundbreaking since then. No, not really. They, they, there's very little innovation there. And we talk right. about that frequently. But like, the thing is, like, what do you do if, so like, think about like, you said that everybody's going to be watching whatever sport that is, like a hawk, right? So say that you're baseball and you start and like, an outbreak happens within five days and you've got to turn around and shut the whole thing down again. That's yep. an even worse look which is why they're not going to be the first one. And whoever it is, it's going to be really slow. It's going to be a game of it's going to be the most expensive and potential costliest amount of lives gave of chicken being played outside of like actual war. I don't hate the take. I definitely don't hate the take because I think there is, man, it's going to get interesting really quickly. And I don't know what they're going to do i mean again there's just so many unknowns in all of this and that's the biggest issue here is that we just don't know at this point and i don't know though how you could possibly make a case other than playing in empty stadiums and even then it's not really safe because you're still having these guys around each other all the people that like the clubhouse attendants, the medical staff, the yep. the coaching staff, all that Touching stuff. Like, the ball. Right. All that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we all know that. They, I Didn't we look up some statistic recently about how many balls they go through in a game? Is that a thing? I feel like that was within the last six months. I don't okay. know how recent that is, but yeah. We definitely looked into this at some point. And it's an absurd amount of balls. But even then, I still just don't see any feasible way for this to really happen. I really don't. No, I agree. I think that's uh, where we're at. So, so that brings us, I think, to our next our next point, because since there's no baseball, since there's no basketball, we've had to get a little creative in some of the content we come up with. So mm-hmm. uh, props to one of the Yahoo.com sports writers, because they posed a bracket a few weeks ago, uh, a few months ago now, probably, where it, it's like, what if there is no baseball or if there's a truncated season, what's a way where you could still get um you know, still get some baseball happening. So picture like a March Madness style bracket, but with baseball and in July or August or October. So what we decided to do here at the Outfielder podcast, um, this is still a tease. We're not ready to unveil the results yet, but we're running that uh, via simulation using the newest uh, MLB The Show and I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited. Justin, how you feeling? So I'm stoked about this, too. And I know the results, unfortunately, because one of us has to run this thing. And so I am doing so essentially I broke it out in a spreadsheet for all of us. And I I laid it out as an actual bracket style tournament. And awesome. I'll run down the list of the teams you have in round one just so we can at least talk about it i'll have them simulated by next go and then we'll we'll be good to go from there the yeah, main we wanted thing... to wait for sam but there one of these i will stop you on because i do want to say something about it okay sounds good um but yeah we wanted to wait for sam so we're not going to go over the results i've done most of them um as ben baseball can attest at this point uh the results are currently blacked out and protected bet- from you guys so nobody can see the the results so far only i know them Mm-hmm. So majority of these are done. A few of them are surprising. Some of them are not. But we basically just took the standings from last year and matched up all the way down. Well, and that's where it's really important to note that, yes, we took where everyone landed last year, but we're playing with their accurate lineups. So we're not taking the 2019 you know, Cleveland Indians or the 2019 Chicago Cubs. These are the 2020 rosters with the 2020 projections. This is Mookie Betts on the Dodgers. Right. So um, I laid it out. All the simulations are almost done. We just have to get Sam Bino's predictions. Do you want? Okay, so we'll wait for Sam Bino's predictions and we'll go over all of ours at the same time, right? Yes, I will spoil one right now, but yes. Okay, so let's just go to round one. Let's talk through it real quick. Awesome. All right, so the first matchup that we have is the Rangers, number 17 Rangers versus the number 16 Phillies. Love it. This this is going to be a fun matchup, I think. Yep. And remember that whoever whoever wins that series plays the Nationals in round two. 
Yeah, no pressure. Right. The Nationals and the Astros, for better or worse, got a bye week. Correct. That way we had their correct numbers. Don't let me forget to get back to the Astros later because I'm pissed. All right. Dude, for sure. All right. I cannot wait. The next game will... Okay, so uh, any other thoughts on that game before I go? I want to save them for prediction. Got it. Uh, the, the next kind of pairing would be the number nine Indians versus the, 20, the number 24 Pirates. Okay. The next one is the number 25 Mariners versus the number eight Rays. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be a fun matchup. <laughs> That's going to be, I actually don't recall exactly how that came out, but it's going to be nothing but fun. Um, yeah, because they're playing best of five, correct? Right, correct. Yeah. I should have said that before. Best of five in this series. Yes. And the thing about this is too, like a lot of it's going to be chalk, but there's going to be upsets in here somewhere. Absolutely. So it, it, it behooves you to, to try to find some upsets in here. All right. So we, the next we have the number five twins versus the number 28 Marlins. Okay. Sorry, Jeter. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, the number 21 Angels versus the number 12 Mets. That'll be okay. a great matchup. Yes. Yes. Especially given some of the offseason changes on both of those teams. Correct. The number 13 D-backs versus the number 20 White Sox. Okay. Eh, I don't know how I feel about that. Mad Bum leading that thing. Ooh, Oof. boy. All right, uh, number 29, Orioles versus the number four, Yankees. See, that's the one that I, I was almost fair? surprised that, like, <laughs> that you didn't just pick Baltimore just so you could give another middle finger to New York. Absolutely not. That's the worst gamble I could take here. I want to be as correct as possible through these simulations. <laughs> yes. All right, so um, that's a good matchup, though. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. No one ever. We don't know. The number three Dodgers versus the number 30 Tigers. This is the one I have more of an issue with. Really? The Tigers won 47 games <laughs> last year. I think the Dodgers won more than 47 at home last I year. I know that to be true. I know that for a fact. Oh, I can't wait for that matchup, though. That's just that's gleaning with hope. Um this one actually is kind of intriguing. The number 19 Reds versus the number 14 Red Sox. That's not a terrible, terrible matchup. That's the one I want to pause on just to get a little. This is why I think it's going to be electric. Okay. I can't tell you a single thing that the Reds did in the offseason, but boy, did the Red Sox lose talent. I put it in there. This is the prediction I'm spoiling. Okay. I'm going to take Cincinnati in that one. J-Mac, what you going to do about it? Uh, well, I'm taking the Red Sox because I do think they're better than that team, but not by a lot. You think la you think this year's Red Sox? Yes. And that's the one thing that, that kind of upsets me that we have to do this via simulation. And here's why. I think, and, and if you if you dig down to your heart of hearts, I feel like you'd agree with me, is that given the Alex Coralis still awaiting something from the league, Red Sox, after they have hemorrhaged talent in the offseason. I think that you you would agree with me that if that were a real game taking place, there would definitely be, um, you know, some some cobwebs affecting the team. Possibly. I'm glad you brought that up. As of today that we are taping this show, it's the 6th of April. Uh, that is 91 days since the MLB opened their investigation, 60 days since the Wall Street Journal a uh, code breaker story showing the Astros front office involvement in MLB's attempt to sweep things under the rug. 42 days since the MLB delayed their Red Sox report. 13 days since Manfred said that he had to type the report up. What they, are we doing? So I'm enrolled in community college and they don't even give me 14 days to write a damn paper. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I think that they should hire Alex Cora back just to just just cuz it'd be a news cycle dump right now anyway. Oh, we'd give you something to talk about. I would love that. That would be the best move ever. So it's been, you said 42 days since they said, hey, we're going to have the Red Sox report out soon. Yeah. <laughs> what is soon? <laughs> like, how long does it take? Two weeks to type the thing up. What are we talking about? Is he doing oh this, like, type? God. I don't know. All right. So anyway, all that to be said, I, I understand the pick. I'm still going with my team just because I do believe in some of the young guy talent still there. It just, sure. You just, uh, anyway, not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. I'm only going to get upset. Uh, the next matchup is the number 11 Brewers versus the number 22 <laughs> Rockies. That's tough. 
Oh, you sure hate to see it. No, you hate to see it for sure. Those poor Rockies. They've got a good ballpark, though. Yes, they uh, do. The best I've seen yet, I think. One, or one of the best I've seen yet. Uh, number 27 Royals versus the number six Braves. I mean, you want to talk about a matchup that's not fair. Yeah, that's that's one of them. That feels like a sweep in the making to me. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't know, but I actually didn't get this far down the list, so I actually don't know. But Okay. <laughs> Um, the number seven A's versus the numbers 26 Blue Jays. Okay. That's a good matchup. Also, how did the Blue Jays end so poorly last year? Is it just because everyone else in the division was better? That, yes. Because Boston, New York, Tampa. All, okay. Because yeah, they started off slow. Too. The Blue Jays are not that far removed from mediumly deep playoff runs. No doubt about it. I don't think they ever made the championship series in the last decade, but I know they made the divisional round. Only because of, only because of like, stiff competition in their division yeah for sure so you could argue that the blue jays if they're playing people that aren't in the nl or in the al east not a bad ball club i mean yeah a lot to be said there i think that's an interesting matchup i'm like i said i'm gonna wait on my predictions but we'll keep going all right number 23 padres versus the number 10 cardinals okay jeez uh, and then the number 15 Cubs versus the number 18 Giants. That surprised me that they finished so closely together. Because they seemed like, it seemed like the Cubs, they were, they, you know what though? They were in a scrappy division. The NL Central last year just went 15 rounds to the mattresses, down to the wire, just punch, punch, punch. I want to say it wasn't until mid-August, early September whenever the Cubs finally relinquished some of their um you know being in the hunt for things yeah probably something like that I mean it really it it felt like it it dragged on for quite some time though right like it oh it yeah never really got going but it didn't ever really not either so lots to be said there for sure I'm I, I think that'll be a good matchup and then whoever is the the winner of that plays the Astros in the second round. That stinks. It does stink for both the Rangers Phillies playing Washington right. <laughs> or the winner of that round playing uh, playing Houston. And bear in mind, if this, this is exactly what you brought up a little while ago, if this were a real-life uh, situation, I would absolutely take an upset team here. Yes. Just because fans would be letting them have it. And this, this one here, right here. Absolutely, both of us. But... You're not going to have that in a simulation video game. No. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. We haven't found a way of simulating that yet. I know Sam's been pitching it to the guys over at the show, but they don't really seem to listen to him much. You know, they never get our faxes. I don't know what it is. Who doesn't do business by fax? It's revolutionary. That's right. All right. So we're going to next episode, we're going to make predictions on this. Yes. And whether Sam's here or not, we're going to have his predictions. And we'll, even if we if just you and I will do it. And and we're gonna give the results of the first round Correct. to lay to lay the groundwork for the second round. And we'll make some predictions for the second round. And that like we're gonna have to do some stuff like this, I think. So we have some yeah. fun things to talk about. And if people like it, I'm happy to put out the simulations on our stream as well. Oh, and absolutely. Just simulate all the games. Uh, I'm happy to play some of them. I think this is a good time where we need to do our baseball commentary where we try to <laughs> where we try to call a game. God, we're gonna be so bad at oh, it. Oh, and we're gonna be great at it. So, uh, did you see like Joe Buck commenting on like people parenting and stuff? And yeah, I think we quarantine? need to. I think we need to calm down a little bit, Joe Buck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, before we get, because I want to jump into the Astros, but while we're on brackets, okay, have you seen any of the brackets that everyone's tagging people in on Instagram, where it's like top bands from this era and which bands come out of that? A little bit, yes, I have. What are your thoughts on some of those? Uh, so are we talking about like what are what are my thoughts on the like the general concept of putting those out in the first place or or weighing yeah, a little in on bit them. of that but more of why are there so many of them right now? How bored is our society? Oh, people are bored as shit. So we're going to put we should put one out ourselves later. We got to think of one. Let's think of one just, over the next couple of days, and we'll put it out for everybody. It's just, it's just the the sensibly loud hosts. <laughs> <laughs> just them against each other. 
Yeah. Like the whole one side of the bracket is me. Yeah. No, that's just like, it's but everybody. we have everyone. We have like Jimmy. We have right. anyone that's ever been on a single podcast. Oh, my money's on Jimmy because every time we have any kind of contest, Jimmy seems to come out the victor somehow. Yeah. That's right. Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Unbelievable. That was fantastic. Never forget that. Unbelievable. All right. Sorry. I I, I moved that up in the run sheet just because no. yeah. That's yeah. okay. Did you have did you happen to listen to on the break where we did the serial reviews? Uh yes. And we may have talked about this on this pod or we could have talked about it overall, but I gotta say, overall, the entire thing I declare shenanigans because you did not have golden grams. I don't hate the take. I, and to be fair, I we found that online, so like it, it was already predetermined what the brackets were. Right. Um, I still don't think it would have beat Cinnamon Toast Crunch, though. No, I and I agree. I have Cinnamon Toast Crunch in my pantry right now, even though it's 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 in my top three for sure. Right. But it's in a lot of my other family's top three, whereas Golden Grams not so much. Therefore, we buy the something that the most people could enjoy. That's fair. So we talked about cereal a ton in the early days of this show. I. Unfortunately, we should have saved that content for now because we had baseball to talk about, but we decided to talk about stupid shit instead. So well, now, that's us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it's gone the whole time we've had this so, show. What, here's, so, speaking of tangential. Well, I was going to ask you, so what, what other ones are in your top bracket of cereal real quick? Yeah, um, so I'm always going to steer clear of the fruity or the chocolatey ones. I'm going to almost exclusively stick to your cinnamons, your honeys, your things like that. So, um, Golden Grams number one, Cinnamon Crust, Cinnamon Toast Crunch number two. Um, if I'm not feeling as sweet, like Honey Bunches of Oats with Almonds is a okay. good one. Yep. But I mean, you know, I, I don't, maybe it's because I'm in my thirties and I have two kids, but I don't, I don't need flute, fruit loops. I don't need lucky charms. Like none of that appeals to me. You an Apple Jacks guy? I do enjoy some Apple Jacks. I'll, I'll put Apple Jacks in top five. Apple Jacks are sort of like Honey Nut Cheerios where they've got good little accent to them, but they're not like over dominating. Like I'm with you. I'm not a big chocolate cereal person. Now, I did have Count Chocula a lot in high school. Mm-hmm. And in one of my more questionable decisions, we didn't have milk. And so Uh-oh. I tried it with Mountain Dew and oh. it was pretty bad. God, Yes. I bet it was the worst thing in the world. It's it's not a good not a good look. Okay, all right, we'll get back to this because I think w- we should do a little bit more of this this discussion because I think I, I I'd like to know your some of your top sodas like some of that stuff too. Like I think we get into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. We are known for doing some eating at this company, that's for sure. Just a little bit. So, um, oh, anyway, speaking of tangential, you sort said of tangential, weird. yes. I didn't know this about myself, but I'm the person who panic buys at the grocery store. Oh, my goodness. Say more. I don't hoard stuff. Like, I'm not saying, you know, every week our weekly grocery bill is between 70 to $140. That's a family of four. That's impressive. And it's up to 140 if we, like, have to get toilet paper or dish soap sure. or whatever. Staples. But for the most part, it's about 100, 100 bucks. Okay. Pretty good. Not yep. bad. Well, we can't go to the grocery store. We tried doing the the deliver to your door thing once. um, And then the leftist in me, when I found out those workers were going on strike to support them, I decided to go to the grocery store. So I did that. And I ended up spending $330 (laughs) on a week's worth of groceries. Holy shit. So, I mean, what happened? Like, where, where did you go wrong? Well, so a couple things. First off, nothing was on sale. So I don't no, know the last not. time you went to the grocery store, but we'll say, you know, oh, this can of corn is a buck fifty, but it's marked down to ninety nine cents this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Sixty cents of savings across seventy items that adds up. Well Absolutely. nothing was on sale. So Every single thing was full sticker price. So is this like not like a big daddy type situation where dented cans are half price? That's not a thing no, here? No, it's okay. not it's not that. Um, so that, that was number one. Number two is I did do a little bit of bulk instead of the one loaf of bread. I bought two instead of the six things of yogurt. I bought 12. Okay. So you can expect a natural thing instead of one frozen pizza. I I bought 90 of them. No, I'm kidding. I bought two. Um, I mean, that wouldn't be unlike any other week. I think. Correct. (laughs) Uh, but there were the impulse buys where it's like, 
oh, I'm at the grocery store by myself. Let me get me this candy bar or this bag of pizza rolls. Yeah. Or I, I'm a 17 year old boy. You know, like I basically just, just did that. Can I help you here? Uh, I yes, but I'm going to tell you about the sequel afterwards. So yes. Okay. okay. So actually, I don't view what you did as as too much of an asshole thing because I think. You know what? Like our lives are spent inside right this second, and it's not like you're going out in the world and spending money on anything else. So sustenance equals importance, as we always say on this show. And we say that I don't know. Have we said that? Maybe. Well, we're now saying we it do. now. Uh, it seems like a good motto for this show. It's anyway, on a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I really think though that it it's one of those things where you don't want to go crazy. I don't think that your garage is full of toilet paper yet. Nope. Um, unless you're making it yourself, which is a whole other thing. But, like, I think that it's fine to go out and splurge a little bit there because where else are you going to splurge at? Well, and that's where the sequel comes in because oh I may have found a Uh-oh. new place to splurge. Oh, boy. All right. And uh, for what it's worth, I'm known to spend stupid money. Um, I'm I'm what you would call penny-wise pound foolish. You know, I'll, I'll be like... Hey, twin brother, I just bought your burrito. You owe me eight bucks. Like, I'm that guy, sure. but it's like, I won't think twice before dropping 200 bucks on a World War One uniform. Like, <laughs> right. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in this new quarantine, so raising kids, we come up with a lot of ways to entertain them. One of the most tolerable things that I enjoy as well is the Harry Potter universe. And our kiddos are now reading the books, we're watching the movies. Well, it's whoa. wonderful. Wait a minute, your kids hadn't read the Harry Potter books? Well, they're young, so, like, we're making them read. Okay. You know what I mean? So, okay. like, our seven-year-old, she is reading, like, we'll read a chapter, then okay, she yeah. reads a chapter out loud to us. Okay, that's fair. So, this past week, we just finished the fourth book. The, the, only, the only reason I bring that up is I know how big you, you and your wife yep. are into it. That's yep, why yep. I was shocked. It's just, you yeah. know, you don't necessarily want to tell to tell a two-year-old about, essentially, Wizard Hitler. Like, that's not necessarily where you want to go. I mean... Well, we'll get to that later. So um, they have all these awesome Harry Potter Legos, which I have now spent like way too much money on. Dude, so Legos have made a giant resurgence as of late. Yes, not only with the Lego Master show, Mm -hmm. but I mean, just even in the Ben Baseball household alone, I mean, it's we're talking 200 bucks in the last week on Legos. I can't tell you how excited I am to have a son so that I have an excuse to play with said Legos. Dude, dude, Legos, they're not gendered, man. Like, you do whatever you want with them. I I know that, but I'm just saying it's more like, because I was super into them, so I can be like, hey, do this, you know, kind of thing. And and then I have an excuse to buy them without having to justify said expense. No, absolutely. Which is where your head's at, too. I like it. Yep. I I like the the resurgence that Legos has made. Go over to Sensible Radio, check out our Lego Masters interview with Brandon and Carl. It was a lot of fun. Um all right, so we have two things left. I have one major gripe, and then I want to get into your team that you made up because me and Sam have already done ours, and yours is the third one to round it out. Yes. Is that a good go? For, good go for it. Okay. So we are talking about the shortened season or lack of season or whatever we really want to call it, and a piece of news did come out very, very quietly this past Friday in a nice little news dump cycle about how the GM of the Astros who helped orchestrate the whole cheating scandal, allegedly, and A.J. Hinch, the manager of the team who did nothing to stop it, their year, so they got both got suspended from baseball for a year. Their year this year is still going to count for their suspension. That's absolute malarkey. It's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Like, nobody's playing baseball this year. No operations are going on. Why should that count as their suspension from the game? It's like if you ground your kid from the swimming pool, but you enforce it on the day when the pool's closed because of rain. Exactly. That's the best way to say it, except it's like a thousand times worse because these people are going to learn no lesson whatsoever and just go out and do it a fuck again. No. And it's absolutely, it's a hollow, sorry excuse for baseball to treat this situation this way to take advantage of people because they're not paying attention just to let something go away. Baseball couldn't be more happy that this is happening. 
well, for the sake of getting people not talking about the scandal, absolutely. Right. It's a, it's a price to pay for what was going to be. And like Sam and I talked about this last episode too. Like I know that I won't let them forget when we go, but you know how this goes, man. Like if we go this full year without playing baseball, people have a fast memory. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it things fall out real quickly just because we are so consumed with everyday everything else. It's just the world we live in right now or Absolutely. just in general. And I think it's absolute horseshit that they're going to get off scot-free for this goddamn thing, which is also a reason I'm like, hire Alex Cora back then. Because clearly it doesn't matter otherwise. What the hell's the difference? Well, you may want to walk that take back. There's, I get no, what you're there's s- no fucking report that shows my team did anything wrong. But so, there is stuff that says Alex Cora did something wrong. That, and they said that that judgment would come out later on but like if nobody else no, no, is no, paying... no 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 they the report said that alex cora did stuff wrong at houston right i'm not i'm not bashing the red sox right, right now yes. so like it makes sense for you to cheat and then lose your job right apparently not because they're just letting people like come back like just skate on a year that's that's not happening either anyway that's that's what i'm saying that's why this is crazy no, the whole thing's ridiculous. The whole thing's ridiculous. It's a sham is what it is. And the it, T on my hat stands for terrible. Well, at least your team's not involved in it. Like, that makes well, it a little they bit probably better. are. Yeah, well, true. Good point. But you know what I'm saying? Like, specifically called out, I guess. Yeah. No. Yes. You're absolutely right. The, the Rangers did a very good job of, for the most part, not being. So, like, in the steroid scandal, the Rangers were all over that. Yeah. But none of their players were good enough to make huge headlines <laughs> about about getting busted for it. So when Pretty you good. think steroid baseball, yes, Arlington, Texas comes to mind as the scene, but none of your usual suspects are going to be playing from Arlington. I mean, honestly, it doesn't. That's not like the first thing that jumps into my mind as it is. Like that's you know, which is a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just think it's so crazy. There's a brand new stadium down the road that's not going to get played in. That's nuts. It really makes me, um, you know, happy and sad I didn't buy the Green Day Weezer tickets for June. I forgot about that because we were going to go together. Damn, I forgot about that entirely. Um, But anyway, that just makes me so angry. And I don't like I I just think it's absolute horseshit that they're going to just skate on this thing and pay no absolutely no retribution that everybody like that. I mean, they're basically doing the same thing everybody else is doing right now. Yeah, that's crazy. And like that just that's going to show a team, hey, it's fine to hire these guys. No, it's and and it's not. And not that the owners should ever collude against not hiring someone like they did in the 80s. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And continually do. That's right. That's not anything specific to that time period for sure. Well, they got busted for it by the Supreme Court. <laughs> well, true. I know. But like that's that 87 still, or something like that. But that shit still happens. I mean, yeah, come on. No, absolutely. It's it's wild. It really is. All right. That's the grievance. I think the, the air is cleared for now. For now. <laughs> Wait another week. I think we have to unveil your baseball team, right? That is right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if my screen share works up. So let's see. Uh we are gonna share the screen here. I'm gonna put it up for the good people. Okay. We are now sharing and presenting. Oh my god, Ben, what's that folder? Yeah. Uh, it's my homework folder. <laughs> All right. Hit, hit that so, little minimum button like, there at the top. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So what's the next baseball team? So let's recap what all we've done so far. Mm-hmm. So far, the great Sambino gave us the, um, what was it? Like Crested Butte, Missoula, Montana. <laughs> it was the bison. Yes, and it was the bison from, not Cheyenne, Wyoming. It was somewhere in Billings. The Billings, Montana bison. Correct. Okay. And then the next week, we learned about the Nashville... Hot chickens. Hot chickens. That's right. Which I I wanted to express concern is that I was going to pick a Nashville team. Mm. Now, I, it was on me. I wasn't part of the podcast that week, so it makes sense. 
but I was going to pick the Nashville Hillbillies. Okay. Uh, based on the city's country music history. Mm-hmm. Um, still going to have hot chicken for food, mm-hmm. but it, their uh, mascot was going to be a dog named Banjo who fights other mascots with a big banjo. Like, Ooh. it's people with it. Um, and then instead of the dot race, it was going to be like the, the big heads, but instead of, you know, the presidents in Washington or Texas founding fathers in Texas, it was going to be country music stars oh, running yeah. around the, the diamond chasing each other. So I could get like a Willie versus Dolly Parton kind of situation going on. That's a hundred percent who you would get. Okay. So can we merge our ideas? Because yes. I like the branding of the hot chicken, but the baseball, the banjo thing sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you could give the hot chicken mascot a banjo, and then we could do the the, the mascots running around the race. Is there a? Could you help me out with the alternative to the hot chicken sandwich? What's the What's the vegetarian alternative? Oh yeah, no, uh, you definitely would take a. So from a chicken standpoint, the uh, either corn makes a good fake chicken that you could get some really good seasoning on, okay. or you could, uh, as y'all said on the podcast, impossible is just the way to go. Okay. With, like, the hot chicken seasoning and all that stuff? Yep, absolutely. All right. All right, so you didn't go Nashville. So I couldn't go Nashville. I didn't want to go Billings. Okay. (laughs) So can you see the map on my screen right now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We all can. Okay. So it's funny because my backup was actually a place that y'all mentioned. Oh. And you mentioned with the question of, but you couldn't really have a team there. And I say, why not? Why not? Because <laughs> we're going all the way back to New Orleans. Nola. Okay. Is this a recent picture? I have no idea. <laughs> Seems like it would be. All right. So Nola. this is Bourbon Street. Well, yes. it was some sort of quarantine lockdown or whatever. To but be this fair, is... you're not putting the stadium right here. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and no, we'll so, have this up on social media later so everybody can see it, by the way. Yes, absolutely. Um, so the thing with New Orleans um, is they've had baseball. They've had professional baseball teams since um, the 1800s, like 1887. Mm-hmm. They've had professional baseball teams. Okay. So baseball in New Orleans go pretty well. In fact, they had a double and triple A affiliate called the New Orleans Pelicans. That oh. the basketball team then took the name from. Which is bullshit, by the way. Which is why I bring you the New Orleans Uh-oh. Pelicans. Oh, no. What happened? Oh, dang it. Hang on. Go back, go back, go back. Sorry. The New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. So. This feels familiar. Yes. Say more. Yes. The basketball team does exist. Yes. Um. They but, should not be the Pelicans. They should be the Jazz. That's a fact. Correct. These these guys, we're going to keep them, but give them the full name. The New Orleans Baseball Pelicans. The Baseball Pelicans, specifically. Correct. Because there's a long storied history of baseball teams of cities sharing the same team names. For example, the New York Giants and the New York Football Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals and the St. Louis Football Cardinals. They weren't always in Arizona. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm out on this idea 100%. You're out on it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So, what I think you we call just them though, the is the NBA to change their name. That's I agree. In yeah. the meantime, okay. put the Pelicans back in New Orleans and yes. just call them the Pels. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Okay. Okay. So, you still take a classic uniform, it's going to be your white base or gray for away um and then what you would do is you would give it the crimson and with the navy blue okay and then you put pelicans on the jersey the home jersey and it may look something like this god dang it how does this keep happening to you i don't i'm not good at this is my first time ever presenting in um hit present there you go there you go okay so some beautiful faces here. What do you think? Crowd pleasers. I'd give the guy on the left like an eight. Give the guy on the, the right like a, an eight and three quarters. Oh, that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> so what we have here, the New Orleans Pelicans, we're bringing them back. I even got my vintage New Orleans Pelicans baseball cap on. Where did you get because, that from? Uh, yeah, it just comes with the World War living history. Unbelievable. Okay. 
Anyway, so this is where we're at as far as the Pelicans. Aside from the name, where's your head at? What do you think? Well, don't get me wrong. I don't hate the name. I actually like the name a lot. But I think one year, so you can you can use the throwback as the the uh, New Orleans baseball Pelicans, and then just do a hostile takeover of the actual, you know, the whole team name in general, and make the NBA change it. That that's yeah. where my head's at. Okay, um, so I like the name of the Pelicans. Love the colors. Tell me more about so you the colors here in the top left. So you have uh, is this baby blue? Would that be kind of part of your color scheme, or is that just to lay it out so you can see it? That's just the laid out so you could see it. I don't mind it as an alternate, but I, I, I'm liking the, the navy and the crimson. See, I'm kind of thinking, though, that the alternate powder blues here, which are starting to kind of be done to death just a little bit, so I hesitate there. But I think this would this color scheme would actually look really good in in the blue, in the powder no, blue. I agree. With the red as an alternate. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I love the drawing of the birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the standing on a bat. I love the blatant ripoff of the Cardinals, but like, well, and what I don't know is who did it first. Correct. All we know, the Cardinals could have ripped off New Orleans. Probably not. It probably was. It probably was was New Orleans. But um, I think that that's going to be their power move. They're going to come in. They're going to take another team's name. They're going to take another team's logo. They're going to be like, we're the Pelicans. What are you going to do to us? We're here to stay. I like it. And like, I love the logo on the hat, too. I think that's probably my favorite part. Yeah, so, and that would be the one, the hat logo with the bird. The other one would be the N-O on there. Right. So, I like the bird at home and then the N-O on the road. Okay. Yeah, I like that, too. I think that's a good way to do it. I, I don't know if you have, like, a, because I guess that's kind of the same logo. Yeah, I like it. I think this is good. And then, finally... At every game, at every home game, mm-hmm. so much Cajun food. Okay, we're talking Monday through Saturday, <laughs> Sunday through Saturday, every day a different Cajun specialty. You want red beans and rice? You got it. You want jambalaya? You got it. You want a po' boy? You got it. You want to have some crawfish etouffee? You come on down to the Pelican game. I like it. How? Uh, where are you at on like a good jambalaya? What do you mean? Where am I at on it? Like, are are you a fan? Is that a is oh, that absolutely. On your radar? Okay. Yeah. Now, because I don't eat meat, mine are made a little differently. But sure. yes, I am a hundred percent on board with just fully embracing history and heritage of the city, fully embracing legacy, fully embracing just everything that makes New Orleans what it is, and uh, and making it happen. I like it. I think you you've thought everything out very well here. So let me ask you this: Is the so, like, the ballpark food that, that rotates every day. Now, does that is, – so is there, like, a jambalaya Thursday kind of situation? Yes, Okay, absolutely. so it's, it's known every week what you're going to get. Can you get other food there? Is that a Yeah, thing? you can get your standard, like, your, your absolute standard. And I like the idea of one kiosk that has everything, but your other main kiosks around there – you know, it, it follows the, the weekly schedule. So, okay, say more about that, about the one kiosk that has everything. So, like, right now, for example, if you went to, well, not right now because baseball is closed. Right. But if you went to um, Globe Life Field, Field. last year um, and you went and, you know, you wanted to have the, the big, stupid, long uh, foul pole, the you could stick. get that at one location. Right. So that was like the special thing. You want the the boomstick dog, one location. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking is your main sort of ballpark food, Cajun comfort food, mm-hmm. that's everywhere, but it changes every day. Okay. And then one location in the park, you can get regardless of what day it is, you can get everything. Interesting. So I feel like that would have to be the premium seats, though, in some way. Right. Well, because the idea is maybe you wanted to go Saturday, but you could only go on Thursday. Well, let's still give you a reason to not miss out on the Saturday food, but to keep its exclusivity. Right. But again, those are for your higher dollar ticket payers. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that makes sense. What would I mean, are, are there any specific characteristics of the ballpark? Like, what are we talking about? Mascot wise? Like, are, do we have a, a specific mascot? Yeah, so like I said, um, we're going to go with 
with the big pelican. Okay. I mean, I think that that makes makes sense. Plus, yeah. um, and I appreciate the shout out last last time. It's another bird mascot, so yes. I can handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the the ballpark itself. I picture it, you can't put it in New Orleans proper. So the last AAA, AA team that was playing down there, they were the New Orleans Zephyrs. And then in 2015-ish, they changed their name to the Baby Cakes. Okay. Um, not really wild about that, but they had a location that was relatively close to the city. Have you seen their the Baby Cakes logo? Terrifying. It is goddamn horrifying, I swear. Right. It's the worst so, thing I've ever seen. So this would be, um, it's still, um, you know, close to New Orleans proper on the, on the correct side of like Lake Pontchartrain and all that. So mm-hmm. it's not out in, in nowheresville. Sure. It's just in one of the little suburbs is where, uh, is where it was at. So off can... of, um, God, what's the name of that city? It's called Metari. Okay. Got it. Can I tell you a story about basketball? Yes. <laughs> No, so this has relevance. So whenever the Pelicans moved back to New Orleans and became the Pelicans, mm-hmm. uh, they had a mascot. And we I actually talked about this in my mascot rankings I did a while back, and which are on the website. And essentially, they created this horrifying-looking mascot that scared the living pants off of all these children and just looked absolutely horrifying. Do you recall this story? I don't. Okay, so they... They create this thing. Do you want me to show you what it looks like? Please. Okay, hold on. Are you going to screen share? Yeah, I'll screen share it so you can see it, and and everyone else can see it too. So essentially what they did was they had to have their mascot have plastic surgery to fix some sort of nasal issue, and they just redid his whole face. Okay? That sounds like a cocaine problem. It, It really does, right? Like, it's... So his name is Pierre the Pelican, and... I'm going to find a before and after photo here. Okay, so. <laughs> I may have seen this. So, headline, I have not seen what Justin's about to share, but I was looking up mascots, like pelican stuff, and I'm wondering if it's the, the bird I saw and almost picked. It's possible. Uh, oh, my God, you're the worst. What? Don't you Don't be jealous of my background. All right, are you able to see it? I can see nuggets, tacos, pelicans, explosive diarrhea. <laughs> what an article to pick for it. Yep. You're not able to see the picture at the top? That's the bird right there? Yes. That is the bird. That's yeah, the first it's... bird. Okay. okay, that's the first bird. Right. The second one. So this was the picture they debuted. Yeah, that's nightmare fuel. Absolutely. And then they did the transformation into this. Ah, okay. And I mean, when you put it up against this thing, it's just terrifying. And this is the king cake baby too. Yeah, and that was the that was the minor league team's mascot is right. the baby cake. It's a horrible thing to do. It really is. And but they they basically did plastic surgery and made him a lot less scary looking, which seems like that should have been the first thought to me. <laughs> is will kids like this? Correct. That's kind of the point, right? Have you seen the whole uh, shenanigans that's going on with the fanatic mascot? Uh, I remember whenever they changed him two years ago. No, yeah, the fanatic. Yes, I'm sorry. I thought you meant gritty. The Flyers. <laughs> God, gritty. That is a terrifying mascot. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna do mascot talk here in a couple of weeks because it, it, there's too many mascots to to not get into here. But like gritty is terrifying. Gritty is wonderful. But essentially the. There was a, a couple of guys that created the Philly Fanatic mascot, mm-hmm. and the team bought the rights to it back in the 80s. Well, I guess there's a thing that after 30 years, you can renegotiate. Like, the creator has the right to renegotiate the rights for that, and they didn't want to sell it back to the Phillies. And so the Phillies started to phase in an imposter mascot that looks similar to the Fanatic, but is not actually the Fanatic, and it is horrific i'm yeah we're gonna have to dive into this and get some side by side you need to go look at the pictures color glossy pictures it is an upsetting thing to say the least i will say this if the fanatic needs a home we at the outfielder podcast are absolutely looking for a mascot Mm -hmm. and we're happy to take him on we'd love to be in business with the fanatic he seems like he'd get along with us great 
Yeah, I think so. But it's the the new one that they've come up with is absolutely insane. He has like the most like minuscule differences, but they're just absolutely terrible. He has he doesn't have the conical honker, and that's probably the worst part about it. Yeah, you gotta have the honker. I mean, that's that's come on. And how is that not infringement? It, because it's close, but it's not exactly it. You know how that that's stuff so is. So weird. You know. So. All right. Well, good work on the team, man. I'm I'm impressed. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're, there's more of this great, valuable content to come. I can't wait. The great Sam Bino hopefully will be back next week. I'm I'm looking forward to to hearing some great Sam takes. I think uh, the simulation is going to be a lot of fun, and we want to hear what you guys think about it. So please reach out. Yeah, hopefully Sam comes back soon. He's scouting locations in New Orleans for me right now. So there's nothing against traveling, so it should be pretty fine, right? No, just kidding. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to check us out at sensiblyloud.com. Plus, we are all over your social media. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. That really helps us out. Huge props to J-Mac for producing this episode. Uh, Glad to have you on board. Y'all stay safe. Wash your dang hands. We would like to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 105 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive. And we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Come back, Sam. Conical honker.